Ticketmaster.com. Joe Bonamassa. Don't miss the guitar event of the year. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450-3343. The 2021 NFL regular season is here, and the Indianapolis Colts play host to the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts look for their first week one win since 2013. Join me, Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, and Lara Overton on Sunday for countdown to kickoff beginning at noon, followed by game action at one. Two playoff teams from a year ago square off in downtown Indy on Sunday and week one of the NFL regular season. Hear every minute of the action right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. Broadcasting live from the Masters Heating and Cooling Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. I'm Justin Kenny. Here's a week four edition of the show. Moving right along a third of the way through the regular season and plenty to talk about tonight. We're going to break uh, break it all down for you. We're going to start off here in just a couple seconds with Coach Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets. And then we'll talk to Coach Brett Fox, Columbia City Eagles. Our friend Bryce Vance from KPC Media Group will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll wrap it up with head coach Jason Garrett of the Bishop Dwanger Saints at 645. But let's not waste any time, everyone. Let's jump right into it, talk some 1A football. With our friend Michael Mosier from Adams Central. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you? Not bad, Coach. And I know we're Good. catching you here but before practice starts, so yep. we won't keep you too long. But um, wanted to recap really quick because I think it flew under the radar a little bit. You guys playing that Saturday neutral site game. And uh, it was a it was a tough opponent right off the uh, the heartbreak that was that east side game. And your guys yeah. bounced back pretty well. Well, yeah, we did. And that's what our, our focus was. And I think that's the beauty of playing east side, you know. Uh, it's it's good because Eastside tests you. You know, you kind of figure out who you are when you play Eastside, and and I think uh, Coach Mace would say the same thing uh, about us. You know, you you learn a lot from each other when you play a physical team like that, uh, and I think we learned an awful lot about us as a team and what we needed to do better. Uh, you know, we needed to have stronger leadership from our seniors. We needed to be more physical. Uh, we needed to. Uh, to, to get after it a little bit more. We need to be more aggressive and play fast. And I think our kids did that against uh, Park Heritage, where we didn't do it against Eastside. 
What was the overriding, you know, theme of the week? Was it was it was it, you know, kind of moving past Eastside, or did you want to remind them just what that game took out of you? Because I gotta tell you, that was one of the most animated I've ever seen you is during and after that game in terms of your disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was disappointed because it's not AC football. It, that's really how how I likened it to. I mean, we we just we we played well. I mean, if you're a fan in the stand, it was an exciting game, you know, and. And we came back and, and could have won but had some, some problems. But I, I just felt overall that we did not play the type of football that, that I want our guys to, to emulate. You know, we weren't we didn't play as a team. We played erratic. We had too many uh, mental errors and mistakes and, and uh, emotional things that went wrong. And, and we, we, need to, we need to play more as a team. We need to put emotions aside and just play fast and hard and competitive. And, and I, that was the theme all week. So I, I wasn't looking past these side at all. As we use that as a, as a reminder of, of what this team wants to be. Um, you know, do you really want to play like you did against Eastside and that be the definition of our season? Or do you want to rise above that and start playing the type of football that we as coaches want you to play? And, and that was really the theme last week for us is to, to be able to get them to that point to, to play together as a unit, to, to be coachable, to be leaders. Uh, and go out there and play confident and, and, and win football games. And, th and they did that. And that, that's something I was really proud of. So I was much, much happier after that game than what I was um, against Eastside. And it wasn't just the loss. It was just the way. Yeah. You know, the, the, the way our guys played, I didn't like. And if we would have lost to Park Heritage and played as good as we did, I, I'd be okay with that because, it's, again, it's early in the season and, and we're learning. You know, each game is a learning learning curve that you have to be able to master. And I think uh, that's what I was happy about against Park Heritage, that we came to the occasion. We played the way I wanted them to play. Coach Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And it was a unique Saturday game at a neutral site. You know, you had yeah. to be on the bus for a while. What kind of experience was that for your guys? A little bit different than a normal Friday night. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's a little strange. We've been so used to being on the road because uh, we had a, a light issue uh, here at uh, Adam Central. We knew that we couldn't play on the, the road for a while. We weren't even sure if we were going to even have home games, but we ended up getting our lights fixed so we can. But because of the Park Heritage game, that was to be a home game. And we were supposed to play Monroe Central there, and, and then they had a, a scheduled conflict and dropped us. And so, you know, we, we had to find a game, and Park Heritage said, we'll play you. But they didn't want to drive four hours to us, nor did sure. we want to do that. So we, we end up being, you know, at that neutral site. So in all, what I'm saying is I think these guys are, are, are used to being on the road. And I, feel like, I don't think our guys – uh, it bothered our guys in the least uh, to be able to drive, you know, a couple hours. You know, we did that at Eastside. Uh, we did that a, a couple times this summer when they were doing some thud scrimmages. I, I really just feel they, they're like, I don't care where we play. We just want to play. And I don't think it had much of a factor. And, and they just, they came ready to play. They, they came and did their thing. And, and I was really proud of the way that they played. And, Coach, you kind of touched on it, the uniqueness of this schedule. You guys don't play at the landing strip till week five. Yeah. And even then, you only have three regular season games at home. Yes. Yeah, so we knew going in that it, it – it, you know, and and that may be something good for us in 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 the tournament. You know, you know, an away game doesn't phase us because we're so, <laughs> we, we are so we are on the road all the time. It seems, and and uh, we, you know, we're getting used to that, and we're just going to go and play. And I, and that's what I told them at the beginning of the season: don't dwell on that. You know, we love playing at home. 
but don't dwell on that. You, you know, we're going to go anywhere and, and play anywhere, and you have to be able to bring it regardless of where you are. So uh, that's kind of been our, our mantra a little bit is just, you know, go out and play. I don't care if it's at home or away. We're going we're gonna to get the job done, and that's kind of what uh, we want to be able to see out of these kids. Coach, so many people, when we do, when they talk Adam Central, we talk Alex Curry, we talk Blake Hirely, we talk about the run game. But I wanted to touch on on Ryan Black at quarterback mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, his his tight end, you know, Brayson Yerkler that yeah, stepped up. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's obviously his favorite target. Saw it a lot in East Side, saw it again last week yep. against Park Heritage. Yep. Being yep. able to be offensively balanced. You and I were trading text on, you know, yep. you guys surpassed 200 yards passing. It felt like 600 <laughs> for you guys. But uh, yeah. the importance of that offensive balance to reach the goals that you guys want to achieve this year? I think it's huge. I, I, I mean, we are a run-based team, uh, but, you know, we know in the past that that's been kind of our heel. There's been times where, uh, you know, we're doing great in the run game and, and we can get that rolling and it opens up some things, but we also know that there's going to be games ahead where if we want to be really good and if you want to go far in the tournament, you're going to have to be able to pass the ball. And we've lost games in the past with some really good teams because we just couldn't do that very well. So we're hoping that we can, we, we've been working on it a lot more. You know, we're not going to be going into a, uh, we're not becoming a spread offense uh, team by any means, <laughs> but uh, that's not going to happen. But we are going to see a little bit more of that just because we need to get better at it and we need to have a, a, a good passing attack. And right now we feel like we have uh, guys that can catch the ball. Uh, we've got great skill in, in, the, in the backfield and, and we can, we can Ryan's doing a really good job of throwing the ball. We just, you know, we got some games that we can, we can really work this in, and, and that's what we want to be able to do. And hopefully, we can, we can do it good enough to, uh, when we need to, that we can go to it and uh, get out of a little rut. Because sometimes we just get in this rut, and sometimes we can't move the ball. And so we got to find a, a, a situation where, uh, when that's when they're when they're plugging the middle, when we can't get Blake going, and we need to get outside. And I think it gives us an opportunity to do that. Coach, you know, that philosophy that you have to have some semblance of offensive balance, mm-hmm. I mean, was mm-hmm. that the case 10, 15, 20 years ago? Or was it, hey, if we do this, we do this really, 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 really well, it's going to take us far. Has that mindset changed as football has changed? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say that there has been a little bit of change in that. I, I think in years past, back in, you know, I, I can speak for the late 80s and early 90s, <laughs> um, and I, I think it wasn't as much uh, of, of the balance. I mean, it was it was kind of one-sided. You were, you know, you, most teams were, of course, pack it in and, and, and run down people's throats. And in the ACAC, that's kind of really how it was. You know, you were either a power or an option team, and, you, you know, spread was spread was nothing. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't really introduced to the spread game until I got to college. And, and I, even when I played in college, we didn't really – but there was some other teams like Wabash and Hanover in our league that, that were, and that just kind of opened the game up. So I do think that there is more today a need for a balance, and I don't think you can just – rely on one scheme uh you've got to be balanced in, in a lot of different ways and the real good teams can do that coach before we let you go i wanted to touch on on this week's opponent in jay county and and we've talked grant zagunda and just you know the the history he has at delta and yeah. his career and and yeah. looking at jay county and you know he's the right guy at the right time being able to turn that program around we're already seeing indications of that but yeah. uh what do you guys need to be ready for as uh, as you get back into acac play yeah, I think I think he's going to do a great job. I mean, he he's proven himself. He's a he's a really good guy. I enjoy talking to him. Uh, he's going to do great things. I still I still think he's he's maybe a few years away uh, of that. But what what I see is his kids play hard. 
Uh, his kids play really hard in what I've seen. Uh, they, they're methodical in how they run offense. I think they have a, a defense that comes at you. Uh, and, and that's one thing. If he can get – that's the thing. You know, you don't know how fast you can build a program. Uh, it, it all depends on what, what these kids are willing to buy in. You know, from what we've seen in the films that we've watched them, um, they, they get after it. And, and that's something we have to be prepared for, that we, have, we cannot go in there overlooking them. We know they had a struggle of a season last year. That means nothing. They got, you know, new coach, new direction. And if these kids buy into it, you know, any given night in the ACAC, you can, you can lose. I mean, it doesn't matter really what your Sagarin ratings are. That means nothing, okay, because you got to go in there and you got to play. And if we don't go in and play, we, we could definitely get beat. So we have to be ready and we have to uh, respect them, which we do. Uh, and we got to be ready for anything that they throw at us. All right, Coach. Hey, I appreciate the time. I know you got a practice yep. to get to to prep for the Patriots, but uh, appreciate the few minutes and good luck tomorrow. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, buddy. That was Coach Michael Mosier of the Adams Central Flying Jets. His team 2-1 and one through the first third of the regular season and ranked number three in Class 1A. Of course, looking up at Indianapolis Lutheran and South Adams, both at 3-0. and And if you're wondering, that big matchup between South Adams and Adams Central, yeah, that'll come in Week 6 in Monroe at the Landing Strip in Minnick Field, where Adams Central will host South Adams. I think we can all agree that that effectively is the ACAC championship game, once again, as it has been the last couple years. But, yeah, a little quirk in the schedule for Adams Central. They started with road games at Belmont and Eastside. They played that neutral site game last Saturday against Park Heritage. They then go to Jay County. Their first home game of the season will be next Friday night when they host Heritage. And, of course, be followed by that big one one week later against South Adams. We're going to step away, take a break when we come back. Coach Brett Fox, Columbia City Eagles, will join us. We'll talk about his game at Huntington North and more coming up after the break. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Going through the home buying process can be stressful, but one key decision that shouldn't stress you out is who to contact for your insurance. There are hundreds of insurance companies and many specialize in specific type homes in unique situations. So it's always best to contact an independent insurance agent like Hoopy Insurance Services, who will compare many different companies to find the exact policy that will work for you. Hoopy Insurance Services has been serving area homeowners and business owners for 40 years, and they take great pride in personalizing each policy to be the right coverage for every situation without the shortcuts, loopholes, or gaps that could cost you money later. And it doesn't cost you extra to have an agent that's available by phone or even in person when you need to file a claim. Matt Hoopy is a second-generation owner that learned how important service is from his father. And for 40 years, the company continues to grow without sacrificing the personalized service the company was built on. Hoopy Insurance Services, online at hupe-insurance.com. They're family serving your family now for 40 years. The Tin Caps and Lansing split a doubleheader on Wednesday night at Parkview Field. Lansing, the seventh inning to win 2-1 to one on a two-out, two-run single off the bat of Calvin Alarcone. Game three of the series set for Thursday night. First pitch at seven. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, GibsonsHeating.com. Neil 
Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting, waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew. And now with our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Together, we are bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more, go to mercyships.org today. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show. I am Justin Kenny. Here till 7 o'clock. We're talking area high school football as we tackle week four of the football season coming up tomorrow evening throughout the area. Thank you to Coach Michael Mosier, Adam Central Flying Jets, joining us. Before the break, Jason Garrett will join us a little later in the hour, as will Bryce Vance from KPC Media Group, as we break down the everything going on in week four. Uh, a team that's in action tomorrow at Huntington North. It'll be a big game for the Columbia City Eagles tomorrow as they try to get to 3-1 and one on the season. Head coach of the Columbia City Eagles is Mr. Brett Fox. Joins us right now. Coach, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Not bad. I know we caught you during team meals. So is it is it a potluck per usual? What's on the menu tonight? Yeah, yeah, big potluck. Uh, looks like a lot of meatballs tonight. Looks like their parents brought in some meatballs. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's always some good desserts that I probably should stay away from, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, our parents do a great job of bringing stuff in every Thursday night and uh, feeding the guys, and we love it. You know, Coach, uh, we started off with Michael Mosher tonight. His team doesn't play a home game till week five. You guys will oh only play, play one home game before week five, and that was the Delta game. So uh, another road, you know, showdown for you guys tomorrow. But, you know, so far so good. Two for two on the road thus far this year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of more used to it because it's, it's our every year schedule. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's what kind of happens for us. Um, you know, as we're going through our schedule, you know, this just so happens to be the year that we're on the road. And we have a road scrimmage, too. So um, we don't get used to being at home. And then all of a sudden it's like home, away, home, away, home, you know, like to finish. But, uh, but you know, it's it's uh, we're getting used to it and, and something that, you know, as we go down to Huntington North, I wish that their new stadium was finished. Um, I could have done um, <laughs> without, you know, one more time going to um, – to their field yeah, across you don't the like street. Krieg bomb so, huh <laughs> not a fan man not a fan. <laughs> so i mean I, I think they're doing it right looks like they're 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 doing a good job with it but uh um just something about you know having stands right behind you and portable stands that they bring in and a locker room that is tiny and you feel like the home stands are going to fall on you. So. <laughs> yeah, that new one over there is coming, going up very fast. It seems like every couple of days they've uh, they've they made improvements. The scoreboard's already up. The turf's already down. Looks really good. So 
Um, but, you know, awesome yeah, most definitely. You know, hopefully they don't uh, surpass your facility as the nicest in the Northeast state. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, you, you said it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to we got to back it up and, and continue to, to some some pieces to it. When you come over this year, I think there's a couple things that we've added to what we're doing at our um, kind of sets it apart, and it's just a it's an awesome atmosphere that our community gets behind, and super pumped to to have something like that, and and to kind of make it a show every Friday night. Awesome, can't wait, Coach. Uh, you look at the first three games; you guys are two and one, and that close game in week two, and, I, and I'm sure you feel like you still, you know, maybe let one get away. Delta three and zero, oh, and that defense in particular for Delta has been absolutely dominant. They went to Cass last week and got a 41 to nothing win. So despite that blemish, I mean, how do you feel about uh, where your team's at here entering week four? Well, I think it was, a, you know, a good matchup for us. You know, it's something a little bit different, you know, something that we knew, um, you know, inviting a big, uh, a big school that has a rich uh, football tradition into uh, playing um, up at our place. We're going to go back down there next year. Um, and, you know, it's just it gives us a good opponent to take on week two. Um, and I think that the, it was uh, kind of eye-opening and kind of got us to a place where it's like, hey, um, we, we've got the, these things to fix, but, but we were um, in a competitive matchup and, and something that will get us ready, ready, hopefully, for some future matchups and, and even just playing conference play. Um, you know, our, our conference is tough, and, and playing it each and every night, um, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen or who's, who's going to show up and who's going to be ready to play you. So uh, to get that test early um, kind of, I think helped us last week, um, you know, especially offensively. Um, like you said, I mean, Delta's got a really strong defense, um, and, you know, I believe they're seventh in the state ranked. So, I mean, to get that matchup um, is good. Yeah, how big is adding a team like Delta? And it's not to take any anything away from your early season opponents, but at least in recent uh, last several years, the NE8 has come down to teams like East Noble, Leo, Norwell's made a run the last couple of years, and you play those late in the season and we've seen you guys get off the hot starts and when you get into those you kind of scuffle a little bit so was the point of adding delta and maybe i'm looking a little bit too far into it was hey we need that big you know tough 4a opponent early that's going to challenge us to maybe give us a taste of what we're going to see in the second half of the regular season yeah, you always want to challenge yourself early, um, and especially in those non-conference games. You know, when we lost, they said, hey, like, our goals are still the same. They remain the same, and, you know, we haven't lost any of our goals. And, and uh, you know, the other piece of it is yeah, yeah, exactly how you described it is one, one piece of it. But the other, the other side of it is, um, you know, it's, it's difficult to schedule your non-conference games. I mean, when we, when we look at it, you know, and – Delta's already informed us, hey, by the way, we're, we're only we're going to skedaddle after two years. Like, you guys come down and see us, and then we're not going to play anymore. And it's, it's frustrating because, you know, I, I feel like we're constantly every two years looking for a week two opponent. And, you know, you, can, you can't play the sack. Um, and then every other team that's 4A or comparable size around us is, you know, part of the NEA. Um, and then, you know, you look at the NLC and you look at some of those week two matchups and it's, well, Angola is not going to drop Leo in week two, you know, that, that makes sense. Wallace is playing West Noble. That makes sense for him because they're border border beside there. And it's just, it's difficult to find. And so, you know, I was really excited when opportunity came for us to play Delta week two. And I was hoping that it was going to be something longer than just a, 
just a two-year thing, but it's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to play uh, longer than that. Um, but, but um, you know, it, you you want to be challenged early. You want to see that. You want to you want to see what you're doing, and and you never know. You know, that could be a team that you end up playing in week 13. Coach Brett Fox, Columbia City Eagles, joining us here in the high school coaches show. All right, Coach, let's look at uh, a little bit of your personnel. And, you know, a lot was made in the preseason uh, of Greg Bolt at quarterback, but you lost a lot receiving, and you really kind of had to rebuild that receiving core. And you've been uh, – it'd be advantageous that the rushing game has kind of led you first the, the first, through the first three games. Uh, Ethan Seavers had a huge game a week ago. Uh, Abe Barrera has been that guy. Uh, even even Josh Arnst coming up as a junior, getting some carries. Uh, there's a sophomore that he gets, James gets too. So it, it yeah. seems like that that has kind of led the offense way early until that passing game can kind of uh, you know get going. Yeah, it has been. Um, and so you know, kind of a transition of, of philosophies and what we're trying to do. And and you know, at the same time, um, you know that. You know, we we played week two without without Greg Bolt, and and you know it's kind of getting used to that, and and trying to make sure that he's healthy for the long run. I think we put a lot on his shoulders uh, the last couple of years, and I think it's been nice to see some of our other guys step up and and kind of take on um, some of those uh, leads and, and 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 things like that offensively. Um, and so I think it was huge last week uh, getting Ethan Sievers going. Um, and, you know, he rushed off for, you know, uh, school single-season rushing record. And just to see that and, and, and see our guys excited about it and see our offensive line realize that, hey, like, when we're working together and we're working for each other, um, you know, we can do great things too because, you know, set the single the school single-game uh, single rushing record with 463 yards too, which was, which was huge. And as it gets going, you know, if – if we're not having to sit back and rely on Greg's arm, I think it just makes us a, a better team. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we got we got some some new guys um, kind of in those those uh, receiving roles, and we're trying to find them. And I think it was good getting Peyton Shear, nice touchdown catch last week as our tight end, and and just to see him excel and and continue to get better. Um, and and you know just having Greg off and on um, throughout the whole summer. Um, has been uh, good good for our team because they're learning to uh, to trust themselves instead of uh, not necessarily leaning on him uh, to provide everything for us. Coach, on the other side of the football, you know, you guys performed very well the first two weeks. You know, Busco and Delta keeping them to one or two scores. Uh, Belmont was able to get on the scoreboard last week. You know, I don't know how much of that was circumstance and, and having the game in hand, but it seems like defensively, that junior class in particular, you're starting to see some stars emerge on that unit. Yeah, Josh Arnes has been huge for us and, you know, big junior for us. And, you know, he, you mentioned him offensively. I mean, he had one whale of a game. Um, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, for, you know, Ethan Sievers not to get the, the limelight last week, you know, getting two, 270 yards and two touchdowns offensively. But Arnes got, you know, 50 yards offensively. Um, on, on four carries and two touchdowns and, and then gets a pick six and leads us in tackles with 10 and, and gets a fumble recovery. Um, so, I mean, that kid had a, had a whale of a game um, and, and he's been huge for us. And, you know, on the other side, you kind of see uh, Dominic Chacon, um, you know, is, is playing really well for us. He's another junior and, 
you know, when you think back to years past where we, you know, last year we had Sheets and Lamont, I mean, those guys are in the same two positions that aren't since Chicago are. And so just the way that our defensive coordinator, Jeff Clark, kind of designs the defense and, and has things flowing to them and allowing those guys to be athletes and, and be smart in space, um, it's exciting to see those guys uh, rise to those occasions and make those plays. Um, and then, you know, some of our D linemen are a lot of, a lot of juniors. I mean, Riley Tucker for us doesn't get a ton of tackles, um, but he, you know, started last year as a sophomore for us. And so as a junior, I think he's getting more of that, that play time and, and just really kind of stepping up. And it's our D line is, is, you know, a, a, a huge committee. I mean, I could go down and, I mean, we got, um, you know, eight guys that, that, played D-line probably in the we probably got 10 guys that played D-line you know in the first three weeks um, and so you know that's fun to watch and fun to see those young guys get some playing time and get some experience and kind of take some pressure off of some of our older guys and and allowing us to use them in different situations which is it's fun to coach that way too um, when you you got to be smarter about hey pull this kid out let's get this kid in in this situation and it's kind of like a chess game. All right, Coach, let's uh, let's talk about the Vikings tomorrow night at beautiful Creek Bong Field, 7 o'clock kickoff. You know what Coach Prescott's going to want to do. He's going to want to try to be physical. He wants to dominate the game in the trenches. He wants to move the ball on the ground. How do you feel you match up with the Vikings? And is that, you know, maybe the priorities heading into tomorrow night is just kind of matching that physicality? Well, it's a, it's a huge priority. I know that Coach Prescott wants to do that. You know, I've known Coach Prescott for long time going to some summer camps when I was a player and, and he was coaching some of the summer same summer camps that I was going at um, and you know it's always been a huge priority to him and part of his personality and you know if we can take that away from them um, and make them do something that they uh, don't necessarily want to do um, that's that's like the number one priority and what you hear everybody say defensively, like make them do something that they're uncomfortable with. And, and you know, it's something that I think we've been preaching this week is, hey, like we know they want to run. We need to set the tone early. We need to set the tone often. Um, and <clears throat> really what's coming, um, you know, because it doesn't matter. You may have stopped it um, on first down, uh, but Coach Prescott will say, hey, there's this little, little change we need to do here in this blocking. Like if we – we just attack him like this then we can run it and they'll just run it they'll run the same play right at you again um so you got to be ready for it and at any given moment if somebody's at it could end up being you know 70 yard touchdown for him. um the wagner kid is you know extremely fast um so you got to be careful with him and and you know before you know it all of a sudden you're staring in the backfield and they snuck a they snuck a, a tight end right past you and and nobody's there and it's an easy touchdown for him all right, buddy, we kept you long enough. Hopefully there are some desserts left for you. Good luck tomorrow, my that's, man. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we hope to, uh, you know, have a good game tomorrow night, and we're looking forward to get back here with our, our parents and our, and our players and uh, eat some dessert and hand out some helmet stickers. So appreciate you having me on and, and uh, love that you guys do this and um, just love high school football, and it's awesome. Friday Night Lights, baby. Absolutely. All right, brother, I'll catch up with you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Steven. That's Coach Brett Fox, one of the best here in the area, head coach, Columbia City Eagles. Thanks to Coach for joining us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, and we'll break down some of the area conferences and where we stand after the first three weeks of the season with our friend Bryce Vance from KPC Media Group. 
Also, Jason Garrett, head football coach of the Bishop Dwanger Saints, also to come before the top of the hour. It's the week four edition of the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Every season starts with a dream. It's about sprints in the summer, weights in the winter, and long nights in the film room. Every bump in the road has been leading to this. This week, the Boilermakers are on the road playing the Yukon Huskies. It's time to boiler up and hammer down here on the Boilermakers Sports Network from Learfield on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on either Dallas or Tampa Bay, and if either team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code CALEB200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code CALEB200 to win $200 in free bets if either Dallas or Tampa Bay scores a touchdown. Nothing beats a W at BetMGM. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Indiana only. Must be 21 or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Keep your home safe and secure with Swan Security Products. Swan provides a solution for every home or business on any budget. From cameras to motion lights, we have what you need. Get 11% off all Swan Security Products. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through September 11th. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Now back to the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back. Week 4 edition of the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. Here till 7 o'clock, we'll give way to Tin Caps Baseball as we close uh, down the final homestand of the season for the Caps. And we'll take it to Parkview Field. All the action tonight with Mike Moss and company as the Caps look to uh, end the season at home on a winning note here over the next couple days. So we're talking high school football here till the top of the hour before we give way to high A baseball. And we're going to keep it going right now. And we're going to talk with our friend, Mr. Bryce Vance from KPC Media Group. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you? Hey, we're doing phenomenal. I thought we'd mix it up tonight. We're going to talk about the Potoka Lake Conference. And if you can name me one team in the Potoka Lake content, the conference, you win. Uh, is that a conference in Indiana? It is, yes. I just randomly picked it. Potoka Lake. It sounds like it's a conference that's south of Indianapolis. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... West Vigo. Oh, that's a great guess, but no. Uh, <laughs> West Washington. I, oh. I so thought you were going to say West Washington. Um, <laughs> that conference has six teams in it. Springs Valley. Uh, okay. Perry Central. Paoli. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. West Washington. Okay. Crawford County and Mitchell. And Springs Valley, the uh, elite of the conference, at least so far, of course, you know they got that big win at Edinburgh last week, 48 to nothing. So, 
I um, mean, a big win over the Eddies. I mean, anytime you can do that, I mean, <laughs> you're definitely proving that you're the top of the whatever late conference we're talking about here. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought we'd start off with that because, you know, you know, you got to mix it up, keep it fresh here on the high school oh, yeah. coaches show. But, uh, Bryce, I guess we'll talk about some familiar teams in the Northeast State, and I know we're all kind of counting down uh, to next week where everybody within a 50-mile radius that's a Northeast State fan will be in Kendallville for Leo and East Noble. But anything in particular jump out uh, to you last week? To me, it was Leo Norwell and the um, the margin of victory there. But how about you? No, I would have to agree with you. Um, I thought that Norwell was going to put up a little bit more of a fight than they did. Um, but Leo is definitely, you know, telling the world and in uh, in a way, East Noble that you know, come next Friday, we're not messing around, um, and that everybody is hyping next week's game up um, as they should. Um, it's definitely going to determine the Northeast State, um, and is definitely a sectional preview. I mean, we would hope that this type of game turns into a, a sectional championship like it did last year, um, and hopefully they don't draw each other in the first round. Um, but, I mean, there are a couple other teams in that sectional on Northridge as well that could put up uh, a pretty good fight um, to either one of these teams, I believe, right now. But um, last week, yeah, for, for Norwell, I think the, the surprising um, other area results maybe in the NECC that we'll get to was probably Cherubusco and their margin of victory over Garrett. Um, so that was, that was probably a, a couple of surprising results from last week. When you look at East Noble, being able to shake off the rust after a week off, now at 2-0, and they're going to be in action again on the road at DeKalb. And uh, it, while, while checking in with, with Coach Amstutz, I mean, where is this team? Does he feel um, they're in position, you know, going forward to be that challenger and potentially the favorite? The offense has put up 113 points in two weeks, but you can also mention the uh, the, the competition or potentially lack thereof. So, is this offense capable of producing at the rate it has through the first two games of the season? I think so. I think you're going to see the points per game obviously dip below 50 um, <laughs> after after maybe next week. I think I think going into this week against DeKalb, I think they have a, a good shot of putting up um, nearly 40 points. But it, the last time Isabel went over to Waterloo in the in the sectional semi last year was a 14 to seven game. But this team for East Noble, I think, is is a lot better offensively, and the the ability to move the ball is is much easier um, with that offensive line that um, is just punishing everything that's in its path. And and the reason East Noble I think put up a lot of points last week was not just because of its running running game. They were more balanced in week three against Huntington North just because they wanted to. Um, because they needed Xander Brazel to get some reps. Um, he didn't throw the ball a ton at Plymouth. Um, they didn't really need him to. They, they rushed the ball for 459 yards. Um, but they wanted to get him you know, more in a rhythm and see how he can read some defenses, do some different things, and he ran the ball really well. Um, so they did a lot of different things that they just needed to do because they had a week off. And I expect them to try to be more balanced this week coming up uh, against DeKalb and then trying to do some different things, figure out some things that might work uh, in the following week against Leo. I think a storyline that's fascinating to watch as we get closer to this game next Friday is 
you mentioned Xander Brazel, and he's shown signs, but he hasn't had that game that he's had to make plays, right, against yeah. a, a very good opponent. And conversely, we see Leo with Jackson Barber, who has, through three weeks, thrown five passing attempts. Now, they're just running over everybody, but he hasn't had to do it yet. And, and, and you know, fresh in our minds still is that sectional game a year ago. So... That, to me, may may be the biggest storyline or one of the biggest ones heading into next week is which one of these quarterbacks can make the plays they're going to need to to beat the other. And I don't know if we're going to get more of a, of, a, of a look or more of a feeling on what direction that's going to go in with either opponent this week, with East Noble playing DeKalb, Leo playing New Haven. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's, it's probably going to – what we're talking about right now is probably still going to be the same thing just because the quality of opponent – that each team is, is playing this week. I think um, for Xander Brazel, I think you, you may want to see him, you know, throw the ball deeper downfield. They've done, they've, they've started to stretch the field a little bit, and there is a couple of plays where they've tried to throw it downfield and, uh, and getting the ball to the likes of, of Roland Zolman and Nick Munson. They've they had a lot of passes over the middle or short to the outside that are, that are, you know, easier passes to make and, and can make some completions and, and boost his confidence. And, and obviously with the way that Leo has played the last few years with Jackson Barber as the quarterback, um, that's been a downfall in the bigger games. I mean, they get in a third and long situation and they, you know, the, they have to throw the ball um, and they, and either they just can't produce a lot of the time um, and, and get a first down and keep the chains moving. And where I think he's snowball. Um, I think with the amount of weapons that they have, they have four receivers that are all capable. Um, and I, I'm just not sure if Leo has that depth that East Noble does in the receiving core. They definitely have, you know, talented guys. Um, but I think that's where East Noble definitely has an advantage. But I think if for, I don't want to get, look too far ahead in, into next week. I think the bigger story for East Noble is, is his defense and, and it can't slow down Leo's rushing attack. Bryce, maybe somebody that uh, that wasn't getting a lot of uh, of preseason pub, that, but has had a an impactful couple games to start the season for East Noble. Bryce Charles, uh, your namesake yeah. on the on the defensive front. Now, he's a two way guy, but really has stood out in the first couple games in terms of his ability to get in the offensive backfield and create havoc. Uh, a little bit on on Bryce because he seems to be the anchor of that front line. Yeah, and that is an experienced uh, defensive line with Tristan Ward, um, Kanan Carrico, who's also the, the starting running back, um, and and Trace Holiday also as well. Who's played some? He's played some on the offensive side as kind of a backup tight end to Brett Christian, um, but is definitely a, a talented guy. But they they that off, that defensive line led by Charles, who like you said gets into the backfield, and that's going to be something that is going to be important this week and going after a quarterback like Keegan Earp, who, if you give him enough time, can hit the, the deep ball with Donnie Wiley um, for the Barons, but is definitely going to be impactful next week in, in clogging up those running lanes that, that Leo's going to try to open up with his, with his experienced and talented offensive line and, and trying to contain that Leo running game um, in, a, in a couple weeks. That, that's definitely going to be a, a huge challenge, and, and I think the, the defensive line is, is going to definitely step up and make an impact. All right, Bryce, let's uh, look over at the Northeast Corner Conference. And, you know, a lot of questions in the big school division through three weeks, and I know we haven't started division play, so we'll get a better idea, you know, beginning this week. 
who is the favorite in this division as we, you know, kick the division season off? Because we felt like it was Garrett, and they take a big loss to Cherubusco last week. So yeah. none of these teams have been overly impressive. So I think, you know, in terms of conference races in the area, this could be the most exciting here in the second half of the year. Yeah, I think it's it's exciting in in its I don't I mean I'm mediocrity kind of sounds like a harsh word but <laughs> exciting in the me- mediocrity yeah yeah but it, it feels like I don't want to judge Garrett too much on on one bad quarter um, and if things just really got out of hand after Cherubusco scored and then a, a pick six by Nick Nondor really swung that game in a totally different game uh, direction when it was a three point game at the at halftime so. I'm, I'm not going to judge them just on one bad quarter, but I, I still think that they are a, a really solid team and, and can do a lot of good things. Um, I, I, I'm going to get a firsthand look at Angola and West Noble uh, this week. I think Angola, after getting trounced the first, last couple of weeks, I think is, is going to be licking its wounds and, and trying to you know, brush that off and just make this season um, kind of split it into two uh, because – they're going to need to if they want to have any confidence going into the rest of the season because they've their confidence I think has has been shaken after these couple of weeks after taking a, a couple of beatings to Leo and then Chelsea out of Michigan. So I, I hope to see a different Angola team and that one that could challenge Garrett um, as, as Garrett takes on Lakeland this week and and Fairfield. Um, I, I just I don't know what to think of them. <laughs> uh, they they got beat up. Uh, by by Central Noble, my twos last week. Will Hoover ran all over them. He does that to a lot of teams uh, nowadays, and it is going to continue, I think, to do that. Um, but it's it just feels like it's it's a division that's up for grabs, and and in a way that does make it exciting. Yeah, who would have thought that here in Week Four, entering a Fairfield Fremont game, that you kind of had to hesitate to go, who do I go with in this matchup, considering where these teams were a year ago. Yeah, I, I think for, for Fairfield, definitely at, at the beginning of the year, you were like, oh, that's that's an easy win for the Falcons. But with what they have been able to do and, and how lackluster they've kind of looked on offense here in the first few weeks, um, and then the competition that Fremont has played, you know, they've picked up a couple of wins, but uh, against some competition that, that's maybe not the greatest, and in their loss, they lost to a, a team that's made up of, of largely homeschool students. So, it's it's definitely an, an odder game on the schedule as it's a cross-division play uh, game in the NECC that at the beginning of the year looked like it would have been an easier win for the Falcons. All right, brother. Appreciate the time, man. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow, and I'll definitely see you next week. But first, we'll have to talk to you next Thursday about that big Leo East Noble game. All right. Sounds good, Judge. All right, buddy. That was Bryce Vance of KPC Media Group joining us as he does each and every week to talk some NE8 and some Northeast Corner Conference and more. But we're going to take a break for one more time, and we'll come back and talk to Jason Garrett, head football coach of the Bishop Dwanger Saints. When we come back, you're listening to the High School Coaches Show, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. This season, it's pigskin picks. Log on to 1380thefan.com and pick every NFL game every week and play in the 1380 The Fan exclusive contest for weekly prizes. Win the most weeks and you score tickets to the 2022 Colts home opener at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. It's pigskin picks. Log on to 1380thefan.com and pick every NFL game all season long from 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Get the latest knife info from the area's premier knife shop. Follow Blademan's on Facebook and Instagram today and get the latest on what's happening at Blademan's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. Hello, this is Mark, the owner of Blademan's Knife Shop. I'd like to personally invite you out to the store to check out the area's best selection of quality knives. We carry Benchmade, Hogue, Protec, Microtech, Emerson Knives, Zero Tolerance, and many more. We have the best selection of premium knives anywhere within 100 miles of Fort Wayne. So come in and check out our great selection and have a cup of coffee on me. Before you experience the world-class quality in store, see fresh inventory updates and limited-time specials at the Blademan's Facebook page. Some inventory, unique colors and new styles. Only stay in stock for a day or two. So be in the know and update your knife collection the smart way. Follow Blademan's today. As always, 10% discount for police and military and on-site sharpening service. Join the community of premium blade buffs at Blademan's Facebook and Instagram today. When was the last time your home's furnace and air conditioning systems were inspected or tuned up? If it's been over a year or you simply don't remember, you need to get on the phone to Jen at Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer at 450-3343. Premier Mechanical owner Scott's reputation for personal attention and exceptional service means they will take care of you and your heating and cooling needs as if your home was their home with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Call Premier Mechanical, your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, 450 43. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny here for a little bit longer before we give way to Tin Caps Baseball live from Parkview Field. And a big game coming up tomorrow night in the SAC. It's Homestead. It is Bishop DeWanger. It's out at Shields Field tomorrow evening. That will be the 1380 The Fan Game of the Week. And we're going to break all of it down with the head football coach of the Bishop DeWanger Saints, Mr. Jason Garrett. Coach, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. And uh, so far, so good. Three weeks, three wins. So, you know, it's just smooth sailing, right? Everything's perfect over there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to work on, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, through the first third of the season, you know, where do you feel your guys are at? And, and you know, with a big challenge coming up with the Spartans coming to town. Yeah, I think gradually we've gotten better each week. I mean, that's what you like to see. Uh, in particular, last week, I thought all three facets uh, executed well. Uh, we still kind of have the, the penalty hiccup there to work on. Uh, just some, some little things. Um but uh, other than that, I was I was happy. I've been happy with our defense all three weeks. Our offense uh, came along last week. I think we're doing some better things there, and, and special teams has been solid for us. So we're going to try to keep that momentum going forward. And coach, when you look at uh, at just how this how the season has gone thus far, the running game has kind of led led the way. And you know, it's a multi-headed monster per usual with KJ Tippin. Tipman, I can't believe I can't say that. I always say it every, I'm sure you do too. But Teddy Steele has been great for you as well. Um, it, it's it's a committee group, but also a veteran group for you. Yeah, I think that's really one of the things that we saw coming into the season is we had a lot of our our skill guys coming back on both sides of the ball, and uh, you know they've they've done a great job. Obviously, uh, Teddy stepping up uh, has been a, has been a great addition. Aziz Dixon is is in there and. And then, as you mentioned, uh, KJ, and, and there's a few others. You know, there's some other guys, Corbin Hill and some other guys, and we feel like, you know, we've got a lot of depth there, which which is important as you go through the SAC. Coach, take us up front because, you know, last couple of years you had, you know, some some anchors with Luke Wigginton up there, and last year it was Vinny, and even going back to Joe and, 
it was always okay that that D1 guy that's going to anchor our line and and you may not necessarily have that this year but it doesn't mean it's it's no less effective so take us up front and and break this group down for you well, I've been pleasantly surprised. Uh, I'm very, very proud. There's a group of guys I'm, I'm most proud of at this point uh, going going forward. It's been our offensive line. It was probably our biggest question mark just because we weren't sure what pieces were going to come together. And, you know, we had uh, Tommy Whitty who uh, started his career at Bishop Winger as a quarterback and has kind of gradually just kind of moved his way through different positions. And he's doing an outstanding job at left tackle and uh, you know, Ashton Scary was, was doing a great job for us on the defensive line last year, as was Joe Eddy, who transitioned over uh, to play center. And those guys still rotate a little bit in on defense. And, and then uh, Ben Pittman, uh, mostly, again, on defense, played offense last year as well. And, and then, uh, you know, we got Isaac Lehrman, and we've got a, you know, a young man, uh, Elijah Dowsch, who's also working in at the right tackle position. So, you know what defines those guys is is their their grit, uh, their tenacity, their athleticism. I mean, uh, one thing that we're we're learning about these guys is uh, once they get on you, they stay on you. And you know, there's a great advantage of that when you're trying to run the ball. You know, sometimes it's not knockout blows as much as it is uh, sustaining blocks. And they've been doing a great job. We've been able to pull some of them and do some things in our run game that maybe in the past we weren't able to do. So. Uh, very, very proud of them, and uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to tomorrow night. This will be a, a big step in the process to see where they're at. Coach, it was a shock to all of us that Brendan Lytle ran out of eligibility in high school. I thought it was everlasting. <laughs> we tried. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure Jeff, his dad, probably tried the same yeah, stuff. Trying I was to gonna say that, but you said it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, Brendan's moved on, and 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 we saw Evan Springer, you know, start the season. We saw some Bodie Dickerson last week mixed in. Uh, where do you stand at that position uh, going forward as you uh, you know really try to transition away from the. Uh, Seemingly 15-year-long Brendan Lytle era. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the offensive line, and, and uh, you know, I'd be remiss to say I'm not proud of these two young men. I mean, they're battling it out, and you know, they're they're uh, they're staying, you know, with good attitudes, and they're coming and they're competing every day at practice, and and as as everyone has seen, they're competing in our games as well. We've been sharing the series. We're going to extend that out a little bit uh, Friday night. They're both kind of. Uh, have an opportunity and then uh, you know we'll see how things shake out we're kind of in a position now where you know we feel like if one of them uh, seems a little bit be a little bit more on a roll or things kind of going in the direction we like to see it we might stick with one guy a little bit longer than the other and we're just going to kind of see how that plays out so you know as we see it I think most coaches do you know your your regular season is that process to get ready for the postseason and you know this is going to be a great test for for both of them for our entire team and uh, you're going to stay the course. We're going to share a little bit, but uh, we're also going to keep a close eye on it. And if we feel like in a certain direction, we're going to stick with one of those guys tomorrow night. Do they bring different skill sets, or are they pretty similar? You know, it's pretty similar, um, uh, to be honest. You know, they're, they're a little bit more of a pro style. You know, they, they can sit there, and uh, both of them have, you know, good arms. They can they can make the throws. Um, you know, it, it changes our run game a little bit with some of our read option and those kinds of things. So we've read things a little bit there because the, the read is not so much of a threat, but, uh, you know, they give us some other things. We can roll them both out. Uh, they're both very, I, I think, sound in, in how they read the defense and, and, you know, running our offense and managing the game, you know, and I think it's just going to be a matter of some little things that maybe give the advantage to one guy or the other as we go forward. But, uh, yeah, they bring a very similar look and feel uh, to what we're trying to do for sure. 
All right, Coach, you got a big challenge coming up with Homestead coming over to Shields Field. What have you seen out of the Spartans, and, and what do you guys need to be ready for? You know, gosh, I mean, it's uh, it's Homestead, right? So, <laughs> you know, you turn the screen, you see speed, you see physicality, you see, you know, great execution in all three facets. They're so well coached. You know, we know they're going to they're gonna intend to uh, stop the run. We know they, they got those intentions, obviously, and and uh, we understand that. We, we know each other very well, obviously, and I, I don't expect anything other than another close, great game. Uh, I hope we get the advantage at the end this time. <laughs> uh, we'll see how things shake out, but, uh, you know, what a great atmosphere. You know, uh, it's homecoming for us. We got some festivities planned uh, for our our alumni and our, our families and, and things like that. And our kids are excited and, you know, to be week four and have a playoff atmosphere and a playoff like opponent, uh, we couldn't ask for anything more, you know, to, to see where we're at. Coach, I'll, I'll uh, one more question for you before we let you go. And it seems like cliche because we always talk about this year or every year with the SAC, but e even with this year, when you look at teams that uh, like a South side, that's showing improvement and they get a big win earlier in the year. And you look at Wayne that in year two of Sherwood Haydock, has been improving, and, and I think Northrop has a lot of athletes, and they, you know, got their win last uh, week. That, that that surely will get them on track. It, it's we say it, you know, it's a grind through the season, but I think you know this year in particular, maybe because the floor has been raised, and then maybe the ceiling isn't in high. We're we're really not seeing that dominant team, at least not yet in the SAC. I mean, week after week, you know, we got you know four games on the schedule tomorrow, but usually it's five games and no real, you know, outcome would, would, would surprise us in any of those. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that it's, you know, uh, when you say ceiling and floor and all those kinds of things, I, I just think, you know, the, the, the standard of play in the SAC and, and what, what's, you know, week in and week out, you know, the, the competitiveness and uh, it's just a tremendous conference. I mean, we say it all the time and the argument can be had of, you know, us and the, and the Nick and those kinds of things. I tell you, and coaches in the SAC, we would we all agree. I mean, if it's not the toughest, it's right there. I mean, the conference in the state, uh, you have to prepare every week. You know, every every team's got a little bit different strength, if you will. And yeah, absolute grind. It prepares you if you can stay healthy. Then then you're blessed to go into the postseason because you you know you've seen and felt everything that you can you can possibly have to get ready. So uh, here we go, week four. We're not even halfway through yet, and. Uh, a great test for us. It's going to be physical. It's going to be fun, and uh, we're looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate the time. Thanks a lot for talking to us, and good luck tomorrow. Should be fun out at Shields. Hey, we always appreciate you guys, and uh, thanks for all you do uh, for us and high school football. Appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Yes, sir. Take care. That was Coach Jason Garrett of the Bishop DeWanger Saints joining us on the high school coaches show, and I want to thank Coach Jason Garrett for joining us. As well as Coach, or excuse me, Coach Brett Fox from Columbia City, and we also kicked it off with Coach Michael Mosier of the Adams Central Flying Jets uh, to talk about his team's uh, you know, games through the first three weeks of the season. It was definitely a very difficult start or a couple weeks for the Flying Jets, but um, they have a big one coming up in a couple weeks to prepare for with South Adams. That's going to do it for us. It is Tin Caps baseball time. Here after the break, thank you for joining us. This has been the High School Coaches Show, Week 4 edition. I'm Justin Kenny. You're listening to 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The doors and let you out into the world. The first bet on season sports looks app is up to $5,000 risk.
Just free people. When I told my team about the idea, they said I was being too wonderful and magnificent. But I don't care how awesome this makes me. I'm doing this for the people. So just download the app, and that first bet is up to $5,000 risk-free. Caesar made an app for the people, people. Must be 21. Offer valid in Indiana only and for new players. Paid in bet credits. Terms and conditions apply. See Caesars.com slash promos. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Thanks for listening to this exclusive presentation of 1380 The Fan, the high school coaches show with Justin Kenny on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Download the podcast at 1380thefan.com. Or- Podcasts by Federated Media.